Good afternoon. Uh, this is a very exciting day uh, for the Packers. I think uh, it's a great, uh, great day for the organization. Uh, I'm very excited uh, to be here today to introduce uh, Matt LaFleur as, uh, as our next head coach. Um, I believe we found a, a great fit for the organization and this community and really excited uh, for people here, our players, people throughout the building and the community uh, to meet Matt. But first, I uh, want to uh, thank a number of people. Uh, first, uh, our search committee. Uh, it was, uh, you know, this is, and I'll talk a little bit about the process, but uh, over the last month, we put a lot of time and effort uh, into finding the right person, and our search committee was crucial in that. You know, members of the search committee uh, were Brian uh, Gutenkunst. Uh, he was uh, instrumental in this whole process. Uh, just uh, really great to work with. Uh, Russ Ball, uh, our uh, executive vice president, uh, was there. I'll talk a little bit more about their involvement particularly, but those two were crucial uh, in the process and invaluable uh, to me. Uh, also, Ed Policy uh, was involved uh, in the search. Uh, Nicole Ledvina, our vice president of human resources. And then Jason Wallers, uh, who obviously you all know uh, and uh, was, was very, very helpful at all uh, as well. Uh, also, uh, I wanted to thank uh, our leadership council of our players. Uh, they were uh, very, very helpful uh, to me and Brian in the process. Uh, the day after the uh, season ended, Brian and I sat down with the leadership council. Uh, those are uh, leaders from every position group on the team, so nine different players, and uh, didn't talk about specific candidates, uh, but talked, had a really good conversation, talked for uh, quite a bit of time about uh, what they wanted, what they looked for in a uh, head coach, and also talked about uh, the team and some of the issues that they saw within the team, and it was really, really instrumental in, ter in terms of forming my thoughts on what we needed. Uh, in terms of the next head coach. Uh, also, I wanted to thank the candidates. Uh, we ended up interviewing 10 candidates. Uh, they were excellent. All great uh, NFL coaches. Uh, there was a lot of diversity and uh, really uh, enjoyed. And we learned a lot. The process, uh, you learn a lot about yourself, uh, about the different candidates, and I thought the process worked very well. Uh, I do want to give special mention to uh, one of the candidates, uh, and that's Joe Philbin. Um, I'm going to get a little emotional here. Uh, there's not a finer man that you will ever meet than Joe Philbin. And uh, what he has done for this organization over the years, and particularly want to thank him uh, for what he did. Under difficult circumstances coming in uh, as our interim coach and uh, what he did for us during those four weeks, um, I just have tremendous respect for him and uh, wanted just to, to acknowledge that. In terms, of the, uh, in terms of the process, um, it really started in, in early December, that first week of December. And um, you know, I think by making the coaching change uh, during the season, it really gave us a big advantage. Uh, I mentioned before the, uh, uh, the search committee, uh, over that, that first month, uh, we met on a regular basis. Uh, we did all kinds of background uh, research on different candidates. Uh, we made calls, we vetted candidates, uh, and uh, so we really, 
Uh, we had a, and we cast, and you'll see, obviously we cast a fairly large net, but uh, you know, it was much, lo much larger than the 10 people we interviewed. And, uh, and it, it really, it, I, I thought the, the committee worked well, and uh, it really, by getting that head start, it really allowed us, once the season ended, to hit the ground running uh, with our search. Um, other things I wanted to talk to, we uh, talk about, we talked to, to people on the uh, NFL, uh, NFL's advisory council, uh, and they, that was extremely helpful. Um, they, it's former coaches, former general managers, uh, really provide a lot of insight. I do want to give special mention to uh, Charlie Casserly, who's kind of a little bit of the leader of that advisory council. I think I've mentioned it before. Uh, Charlie and I were roommates um, and, and go way back and uh, really have tremendous respect uh, for Charlie. I also talked to people from the Fitz, uh, Fritz Pollard uh, uh, Alliance and also were able to watch, and all of the search committee members watched uh, videotape interviews that the NFL provided. And so we watched that for, uh, we watched those for all the candidates we ended up interviewing and that was really helpful to see the consistency. Uh, between what we were seeing live and interviews they'd made in the past, and we also use that as a way to vet uh, some of the candidates. And um, you know, then uh, because we uh, had some time in, in December, uh, Brian and Russ Ball and I were able to interview two candidates uh, during the end of the season in December. Uh, again, strong candidates. And I thought for Brian and Russ and I, uh, it was really helpful. Uh, I think every, every time we interviewed somebody, we got a little better at the process and uh, really felt good about that. Uh, so then once the season ended, we were ready to, to go. Uh, Wednesday, uh, we sat down and interviewed J Joe Philbin. Uh, he, was, uh, he was the uh, first candidate we interviewed uh, after the season ended. And uh, yeah, then I want to talk a little bit about uh, the um, Friday to Sunday interviews. So during that time, uh, we ended up interviewing uh, seven candidates. It was a little bit of a whirlwind, uh, and I, I should, I'd be remiss if I, I didn't uh, give, uh, give thanks to a number of people. Uh, first, uh, Linda Newthalls, uh, and putting the logistics together, I mean, just so you know, I mean, we went from Green Bay to New England to Memphis. We stopped, we were, we were gonna run out of fuel we're on the way to New Orleans. We were, apparently, it was a pretty strong headwind in New Orleans and Miami and Nashville, and it was crazy trying to get everything together. And uh, Linda just did a great job. Uh, the pilots from uh, Flight Logistics, uh, I think at one point our GPS system went down. They assured us we were still safe, there was a backup. But uh, then we had, uh, we also, uh, I, uh, Kelly Heim, uh, Brian's administrative assistant, and Pat Scott were instrumental, and it really, really uh, helped us uh, really to, uh, to get, get through that process and allow us to focus uh, on, on the interviews. And uh, so, you know, I'd say so, um, you know, went through that process. Um, you know, we had, uh, as I mentioned, a, a total of nine interview, 10 interviews, uh, went through the nine, and um, quite honestly, no one really stood out. Uh, everybody, there were a lot of strong candidates, but um, you know, there wasn't one that just jumped out at us. And so um, Matt was our, our last candidate, and um, we'd heard great things about Matt through our vetting process. Uh, a lot of the coaches and others that we talked to uh, talked about uh, his, uh, his, his background, his experience, and uh, so we were really excited uh, going into it. And uh, so 
Uh, we interviewed Matt in Nashville on a sun Sunday afternoon, uh, and uh, really, uh, it went well. Uh, I, you know, and, and I, I think Matt uh, can probably speak to it, but uh, I wanted to make sure, you know, that we're, we've been traveling so much, and, you know, we've been meeting with so many different people, and so we went through the interview. I, I guess I'd say a couple things about Matt. He was uh, the most prepared interview, the most prepared candidate. It was obvious that he'd really done his research. He knew all about our, our roster, uh, our coaches, uh, everything. And, and also, uh, he just was very genuine and very natural. And rather, it really felt like more of a conversation rather than an interview. And uh, so it felt really good. And uh, so uh, at, uh, after the interview, uh, Russ and Brian and I all looked at each other and uh, we said, that was really good, wasn't it? And, uh, you know, so, and I said, you know, I, I think he's our top candidate. And Brian said, he's my top candidate. And then Russ said, he's my top candidate. So we, talk, we talked a little bit about it a little bit more on the flight, uh, flight back to Green Bay. And uh, I wanted to make sure we weren't punch drunk, you know, that we've been traveling so much and talking to so much people. Uh, a couple other things that uh, I, I wanted to make sure we were careful about and, and really uh, made sure we do, uh, we're making the, the right decision. I said, you know, usually the last candidate has an advantage. And let's make sure that, you know, because he was the last candidate, we uh, didn't give him extra, uh, extra attention and, and, and give him, uh, you know, more credit than, than he may have deserved. And the other thing uh, that I'm always careful of in terms of these searches is uh, you want to make sure you hire the best candidate and the best person for the job, not the best interviewer. And so uh, we talked about that, and we all decided we were going to sleep on it. And so uh, we came into the office uh, Monday morning, and uh, 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 Brian and Russ and I met, and we all said the same thing. You know, I still feel the same way. Uh, we all felt the same way. Uh, we knew that he was the right person, and uh, so after that, I uh, wanted to make sure we did uh, all of our background research, and, and that all checked out, uh, brought together the entire search committee, and, uh, and went through, and uh, we, we said this is the right person, and uh, decided to move, uh, move forward uh, quickly. And uh, so uh, a couple other things, just on, uh, and I want to turn it over to Brian to, to make his comments uh, regarding Matt, but... Uh, just a, a couple things that stood out about Matt. Uh, first of all, great experience. Uh, you know, he, uh, at the college level, played, uh, played the game, played the quarterback. I'm a little biased. Uh, I really like the fact that he played at a smaller school, uh, wasn't uh, a superstar, I think, uh, you know, and, and really learned the game. Uh, he's a coach's son. Uh, that, uh, I love that, and I think he's grown up around the game. And, uh, you know, just, uh, and, he, and to me, he had a unique combination of a, a quiet confidence, uh, but yet a humility, and uh, just really, really felt very good about everything. And um, in terms of my mind, um, and the searches that I've run for head coaches and others, uh, there's really two keys in, in hiring uh, the right person for the job or a head coach. Number one, you want to make sure they're a great fit. And uh, we felt uh, very, very comfortable with that. You know, he's, uh, he's from Michigan, uh, very similar to, to Green Bay. Um, uh, he's a humble person. I think he's going to really fit in well with the community. 
uh, and, and certainly in the building here. And the second part of that is um, you really want somebody that uh, has, uh, is genuinely excited about the position. And you know, that, I guess that's easy to say, well, wouldn't anybody be excited to be the head coach of the Green Bay Packers? Well, uh, there's some kids that we talked to that um, you know, we're looking at a number of different positions. Maybe they just got fired, and are they really excited about this opportunity? Uh, but with Matt, it was genuine. And he was really, really excited about it. And, uh, and I'll just share this one story. Um, and, uh, and the other thing I'd say, so putting together excited about it and then having the ability and the experience to really make a difference. And that's what I, I see in Matt. And so um, Monday after we went through the, the meetings and uh, kind of did our final research on, on Matt, uh, Brian and I called him. And so I uh, called him on the phone. and. Uh, I said, you know, Matt, I'm really excited. I want to offer you the position as our head coach. And it went kind of quiet. And I thought, oh, geez, did the connection break? <laughs> and uh, the first thing Matt said was, uh, I'm speechless. Uh, so I knew then that this was a genuine excitement. So uh, I, I'm really, really excited. I think uh, we have found uh, a gem in Matt and uh, really excited about uh, the future under his leadership. But Brian, I don't know if you want to add anything to, uh, to, to what I said about Matt. Yeah, just um, really excited to, you know, to have Matt and the LaFleur family part of Packer Nation. Um, you know, I thought the, the process like Mark talked about was excellent. Um, you know, for me, um, you try to make this as simple as possible and we wanted someone who could win, you know, and, and that's what we found in Matt, you know. Um, I think this is uh, an exciting time for the Packer uh, fans and the organization uh, where we're headed and I um, just really really look forward to uh, you know getting this thing started and uh, getting to work together this first day has been been excellent so uh, you know we're ready to get after it um, and I think we got the perfect candidate to lead us to where we want to go um, you know there's one goal here always has been one goal that's to win world championships and um, we're excited to get started great thanks Brian all right Matt so been two, two long years here in Green Bay. We are ready to get back winning. And uh, it is my pleasure to introduce Matt LaFleur as the 15th head coach of the Green Bay Packers in our 100th season. Matt. This is, this is a little surreal for me right now, but um, I just want to start off by thanking by thanking Mark and Brian and Russ Ball for the opportunity. It, I, I cannot tell you how honored I am for this, for this situation. Um, it's always been a dream of mine to, to be an NFL head coach, but to be the NFL, to be the head coach of the Green Bay Packers is, it is surreal. And I am extremely humbled. And uh, to follow in the footsteps of Curly Lambeau, Vince Lombardi, you know, uh, Mike Holmgren, Mike McCarthy is truly an honor. I wouldn't be the man who I am today with a, if it weren't for the love and support of my family who are here today. Uh, I'm going to get emotional. Um, my wife, she's, she's the real rock star of the family. There's no doubt about it. Uh, my, my two kids here, Luke and Ty, I love them dearly. My parents, Denny and Christy, uh, my in-laws, uh, Jane and Warner, uh, I love, I, I'm all about family. I love them, love them dearly, and they are why and 
I'm the person that I am today. Uh, my brother, who could not be here, he decided it was in his best interest to be in Hawaii to watch this press conference. So, uh, but yeah, I'm all about family. If that's one thing you're gonna learn about me, it's I, I love my family. Um, to the people in Tennessee, Miss Amy Adams Strunk, John Robinson, Mike Vrabel, the players, the coaches, I, I am so grateful for them to give me the opportunity to be a play caller in this league, and that's a big deal. And I, I, I feel like I would not be ready for this opportunity if it weren't for, the, for this last season in Tennessee. Um, to all the former players that I've, I've gotten, been able to coach uh, and, and really helping me to become the, the coach that I want to be. To, to my former mentors and, and coaches that have given me opportunities. It all started with Brian Kelly, uh, gave me a shot at, at Central Michigan University, and then Gary Kubiak gave me my first opportunity in this league. Mike Shanahan, I, I learned so much from Mike, uh, just, you know, the ability to, to set standards and hold people to those standards. To Kyle Shanahan, you know, showed me the importance of details and, and really that's what separates winning in this league. To Dan Quinn, who really embraced brotherhood and bringing people together to become the best versions of themselves and, and, and really accomplishing things that you wouldn't be able to accomplish individually. And then to Sean McVay, who is a close friend of mine, um, and watching him empower everybody around him, from the other coaches to the players, and it really brings out the best in everybody. And then just a little bit about my vision here in Green Bay. It's basically, I, I wanna develop a, a championship culture. It's filled with high character people that are, are, are dedicated to becoming the best versions of themselves. My philosophy is, is really to lead, teach, and inspire not only our football team, but, but everybody in this building. And um, we are gonna be process driven. And we are gonna be process driven in the pursuit of bringing a Lombardi trophy back here to Green Bay. Questions, please? Come on, Pete. I did have the opportunity to talk to Aaron, and I'll tell you what, I, I, I cannot wait to you know, get to work with him. I think he's equally as excited, and um, yeah, there, there's a lot of work to be done in front of us, but uh, you know, just looking forward to that opportunity. Yeah, I, I, I would add, um, Aaron was part of that leadership council uh, that Brian and I met with, and uh, his input was uh, part of uh, the overall input we've received, but it was very helpful as well. Matt, did you speak to Aaron before or after you accepted the job? Like, when did you talk to him? Yeah, I, I briefly spoke to him prior to accepting the job, and that's kind of how I had an idea that maybe I was in the running for it. And once, uh, <laughs> not to jump in here, once, yeah, Brian can. Once, once we kind of narrowed in that, you know, that Matt was our guy, um, you know, I had Aaron reach out to him. Yep. So he was the only one that Aaron talked to of the nine candidates that uh, you were interviewing in the process? Uh, you know, I can't speak to that. Now, what do you, you say about your staff? Who's staying? Uh, do you have any uh, official decisions there? 
Uh, no, I, you know, I just got here last night, so at, we're still in the process of evaluating. Obviously, I want to talk to everybody in the building and try to get a feel for who, you know, uh, there's certainly going to be guys that we're going to look at keeping, and, um, you know, we're, we'll go from there. So, Matt, no decision to retain Mike Patton as has been widely reported? I have not had a, the opportunity to sit down with Mike. Um, I plan on doing that very shortly. Now, why do you think the offensive innovation that you have followed behind Kyle and Sean has really become the bold so popular to get you into this position here? I just think when you look at the history and, and just, uh, you know, it, this is a results-oriented business. Uh, and I think just being a part of that offense, I think it's, it's sound quality football and, and we've been able to get the most out of, out of, out of our players and, and really produce some, some high yielding results. And how do you think that will translate with what you know of the talent you're inheriting right now? Oh, I think there, there's an incredible, incredible amount of talent here. And it all, you know, obviously anytime you get a, a quarterback of, of the caliber, that caliber of Aaron Rodgers, um, certainly we have, we're going to have high expectations. What is the key to starting, beginning, building that relationship with Aaron? Just like you said, I, I just think developing and communicating, um, you know, being in constant communication with him. And I mean, that's, that's how you develop relationships. You got to get to know each other. Obviously, he needs to know that, um, you know, I, I care about the players I work with. There's no doubt about it. And, and it's not just Aaron. It, it's going to be all the guys. I want to get to know everyone, every, every player on our roster. Matt, you talked a lot about family. What, what drives you? What makes you tick personally and professionally? I think you're looking at them right there. I mean, um, not, not only that, I, obviously, um, you know, winning drives me as, uh, equally as, as much. But it, certainly they're, they're a big reason why I – you know, do what they do, what I do, and you know they, they make a lot of sacrifices for me to be able to go and and they they don't you know my kids don't get to see their daddy all that much, especially during the season. Um, but you know, I know that I've got the full support of them. I think they love they love being around the game. They're getting to that that age now where it, it's it's so special for them to to have relationships with these players and. And I think that, you know, all these NFL players, kids look up to them. So I think it's, it's a unique opportunity for them, and, and, and they enjoy it. Mark, can you speak to some of the, the traits that you heard from the leadership council that they were looking for in a head coach? And specifically, you know the trend around the league is Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. No, it was, it was um, really more of the quality of the person. Um, but, you know, I think they wanted somebody that uh, would hold players accountable. And the other thing that, uh, and Brian could speak to, to, to this as well, he was there, um, talked a little bit about how they felt a complacency had set in uh, among some players and coaches. And so in my mind, um, you know, I, that was something that, as we went through the process, that was kind of in the back of my mind, if there's something we could do that kind of shake people up so we don't have the complacency. Mark, what convinced you that um, Matt would be a leader and a guy who could lead an organization, coaches, and players? Yeah, uh, you know, I would say, uh, well, first of all, the quality of the person and um, what we'd heard about him, but particularly seeing him in person, you know, the quiet confidence. Um, the other thing I would say, you know, if you look at it, the way his career has 
un gone and uh, played out. Uh, it's, you know, it's very intentional. I think he's gotten, uh, you know, going back, you know, uh, starting with Washington. Yeah, I think he had great experience there, worked with a number of different quarterbacks. Uh, then the two years in Atlanta, uh, and then, you know, going to L.A. Uh, as the offensive coordinator. But, you know, I think the other thing that was key in, in our minds um, was, you know, it was a risk for him to leave uh, L.A. and go to, to Tennessee. Uh, but he did it because he knew it would help him become a head coach to take on the play calling responsibilities. And, uh, you know, I quite honestly, if he'd stayed in L.A. with the kind of year they had this year, he'd be the hot candidate. He'd be flying all over the country talking to everybody. Uh, but, um, and I, I think the experience he had in Tennessee, there's no doubt, um, you know, that, that's made him a better coach. And uh, we think he's absolutely ready to be a head coach. Right. Could you talk about that critical decision to leave Sean and the Rams, go to Tennessee, some of the things you learned this year as the play caller, and then the next step ahead is to manage the games as a head coach? Yeah, I just think without a doubt that I, I needed to challenge myself and it would have been easy to stay in LA. I mean, you, you, you look at the roster and, and you look at the success they're having there this year and um, it, it certainly could have been easy to stay there. I took the risk because I knew that I needed to get out of my comfort zone and grow as a coach. And you know, the lessons I learned this year, I learned that mm -hmm. football is not always easy. You're, you better navigate through some adversity and I, I was proud of that. Um, you know, we went nine and seven, so by, by the, it, it certainly didn't live up to the standards that we'd, we'd have liked. Certainly anytime you're, you're not making, you didn't make the playoffs. I mean, that's what we're judged by is the wins and losses. We had an opportunity to play, have a play-in game in uh, the last week of the season and, and, and unfortunately didn't get it done. So, but I, I know that I would not be the coach I am today without having those experiences of, of this past season and Mark, just facing all the, the adversity that we, we went through. Mark, you, met, you mentioned you know, he'd be the hot candidate if he stayed in L.A. Was, you know the trend around the league is that, that young offensive guru type head coach. Was that a priority of, of yours to go with No, you know, I, I think you know, a month ago when I sat here, um, yeah, we wanted the best person. And, you know, there weren't specific traits that we were looking at. We wanted to make sure we hired somebody who was a good fit. That said, though, um, yeah, uh, you know, I think his work with quarterbacks and it was important to us. And quite honestly, you know, the way our team structured, um, you know, we, uh, somebody who's going to be able to work with Aaron and, uh, you know, help him play the very best he can play uh, is going is to really help us win. You said you were looking for someone who could win. What mm. convinced you that, that Matt is that guy? You know, really, you know, um, it was, you know, when we started this process, obviously, you know, my contacts through the league, talking to different people about him, um, you know, not only his character, but his pedigree and the things he'd done, how he'd coached. I mean, you look at the, 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 the quarterbacks he coached in, in Washington, the different kind of skill sets they had and how he adapted, um, certainly in, in Atlanta, what he, what he did there. Um, and just, um, you know, the, when we got in the room with him, the presence that he had in front of us um, just made me feel like he could, he could coach our whole team, you know, like that he could, he could drive our team to where it needed to be, that he could be aggressive enough to, um, you know, we, we, we need to get better and we need to play harder. And I thought he could, he could do that for us. Mark, Mark if you intend on calling plays, what ch kind of challenge is that? And then what's your philosophy on both defense and special teams? 
Yeah, I think uh, I absolutely intend on, on calling the plays, and certainly there are challenges in, in, in regards to that. Uh, certainly when you're making adjustments when, when the defense is out there, and that's why it's so important to me to hire quality people around me because uh, I'm, I'm going to need guys in, in those spots so that I can attend to whatever it is we, we're, we're doing on offense. And then, you, what is your philosophy on what kind of defense do you want and, and also special teams? Yeah, I want a defense that is ball hawking, that is going to create turnovers, that plays fast and physical, and really try, eliminates explosive plays. I think on special teams, it's, it's very similar in terms of, you know, I don't want to be, I want to be sound. I want to attack matchups on special teams. And we always talk about penalty-free aggression. We want to make sure that we are playing aggressive, but we got to be smart. We don't, we don't want to put ourselves in negative situations. Yeah, Mark, your son. What was the most important lesson you learned from dad growing up? From my dad? <laughs> that I better not cross my mom. Put it out of there. <laughs> Matt, I think your experience playing quarterback in college probably helped you get this job and certainly has helped you throughout your career. And I know that you transferred at one point in college from playing wide receiver to playing quarterback. So can you take me back to that moment in time and why it was important to you to continue playing quarterback in college? Yeah, I think I, I, loved, I love everything about being a quarterback. Uh, the ball's in your hand on, on every play. And so you can have a a huge impact on the game, and it is a challenge. And to me, it was—it's more or less about looking at looking the ten other guys in the huddle and and knowing that you're going to get the job done. Matt, you must have done research. I know you said you talked to Aaron, but you must have asked questions and talked to people about his personality and how he is to work with. What impressions do you have of him? Because obviously, that relationship is going to be pretty important around here, based on what happened this past year. Yeah, you know what? I'm so focused on moving forward. Um, all I really care about at this point is develop a, developing a relationship with him, and I think we're both on the same page. We are, we are committed to winning. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he is a competitor, and I cannot wait to, to get started with him. Mark, 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 it's all been surreal. What was the moment like last night when you first stepped foot in this building? Oh, uh, I mean, wow. This is an unbelievable place. You know, I've had the opportunity to be here a few other times. Matter of fact, ironically enough, uh, you know, we opened up the preseason here this last year. I was here when I was coaching with the Houston Texans in 2009, and then we played here in 2013. And it's just, you know, it's the closest thing to it's got that college feel about it. You know, I had one year at Notre Dame, which was a, a very special place. But there, th there's no place, in, in my opinion, in all of sports that is like game day at Lambeau Field. And the support, the, the, the love and support the fans have here is just incredible. And it's, it's even more incredible, actually, when they infiltrate your stadium. And uh, <laughs> when we played Green Bay back in, in 2016 in Atlanta, the, the first time we played them, and uh, you know, we're, we're using the silent count at home. And I'm just like, man, these fans are crazy. So uh, I'm so, so, so blessed, so fortunate to be a part of Packer Nation. Hey, Mark, Mark, did you, guys, Mark you said that um, 
you know, the first nine candidates really didn't blow you away or jump out. If Matt hadn't blown you away, what would you have done? Would you have reopened the search? Um, that's a good question, uh, Rob. I, I probably would have brought uh, our two or three top candidates back for a second interview and, and may, maybe have looked at others. But we, we cast a pretty broad net in that first month. We really did a... I, and the, the committee did really a good job vetting all the candidates that uh, we thought would uh, would would be out there. So we felt good about the ten that we went with, and uh, thank God Matt uh, <laughs> stood out. <laughs> Mark, so obviously you were confident in Matt coming out of that first interview, but yeah, did you give any thought to bringing him up here and talking further? Or how did he manage to answer all your questions in a, one afternoon? Yeah, you know when you got the right person, um, yeah. Uh, well, I, I have to tell another story. I think Matt sensed that the interview went well. And at the end of the interview, he said, Mark, what's your time frame? And I gave him some bull****. Excuse me. But I was like, well, you know, I believe in hire slowly. <laughs> We're going to move forward with all deliberate speed. And uh, so I said, we'll, you know, we'll get back to you. And then when they left, we were, that's when we started saying, we, I liked him. Do you like him? We all liked him. But uh, so it was the very next day. I, I think so, but I'm usually very trustworthy. I think a lot of this, too, was like Mark said, we, you know, we spent a lot of time you know, vetting these candidates. And obviously, there's an interview part of that. You know, but there's a lot more to that, too. You know, there, we have resources throughout the league, um, contacts. And so you know, that, that, that's as big a part of it as anything. That's what I love about these guys, man. They're so honest. <laughs> Mark, with the, uh, with the other nine candidates, how did you decide if they weren't the right fit or if they just happened to interview poorly on that particular day? Yeah, I don't want to get into specific candidates. I, I thought, you know, all of they all had their strengths and weaknesses. And at the end of the day, when the process works the best, it's identifying the person that's the best fit for us. And, you know, we really felt... When that, under those criteria, that criteria, Matt really stood out. Matt, uh, all that talk with your relationships with Kyle and Sean McVay, what did you learn about yourself this past year that makes you different, that makes you your own guy and you're not just an apple picked off the Shanahan McVay tree? It's a fair question. I, I just think, I know this, I'm going to lead, I'm going to be my own person. The, the way I lead is going to be different than Kyle, it's going to be different than Sean. And... I think the only way to lead is you better be true to yourself. Um, these players, they're extremely smart. And you, you better be real. You better be honest. Um, and that's, that's exactly how I'm going to be with these guys. Matt, we got two guys sitting next to you that both emphasize the importance of winning here. Uh, we've seen first-year head coaches before you in recent years have success right away. You know you're in a place like Green Bay that kind of demands that, demands, demands the organization does. What are the greatest challenges, do you think, to find that success immediately? And what gives you confidence that you can play? Yeah, I think there's a lot of, a lot of great people here. And I think that you win with people. And we've we got to continue to bring great people in here. And, and that starts by assembling a great staff and then um, evaluating the roster after that and adding whatever key pieces we can. But uh, I, I feel confident. I feel, I feel lucky to have the support of of these two gentlemen, and I think you guys will be happy with the product we put on the field. I'll throw the timeline question at you, uh, Matt. Uh, how quickly would you like to get this staff put together? It, at, as soon as possible. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it, it's, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, we, we want to be very intentional about what we do. 
so it, it's hard to put a, again a timeline on anything, but certainly uh, you know we feel like there's a lot of good candidates out there, and uh, we are going to move as fast as possible, and that starts immediately after this press conference. Mark, the uh, stats and. Um, at Tennessee weren't the greatest this year. What made you decide that that wasn't an important uh, factor? Well, um, it, again, it's the person. And when you look behind the stats, uh, some of the injuries they suffered, I mean, injuries are never, uh, never an excuse. But when your quarterback doesn't have feeling in his hands and can't throw 15 yards, that affects your offense. Mark had mentioned that you had done a lot of homework, or you're the most qualified, or the most prepared candidate. What sort of homework did you do on these guys before your interview? I, I talked to a lot of people, um, and I certainly uh, spent a lot of time studying the tape. I think that the, the tape is the number one tool you, you better do as a coach in this league. Okay, so when yeah, you look at the tape, what did, what, did, what did you think of the offense, which you know, was, didn't get a lot accomplished for large stretches of the season? You, you're telling me to, are you asking me to comment on last season's offense? When, when, when you're watching the tape, what did you think? Yeah, I, I think there's there's some very capable players here. And, uh, it, you know, it's going to be our, our job to put these guys in the best possible position and, and put a winning product out on the field. Pete, just to follow up, the other thing I would say um, in terms of Tennessee's statistics, um, I, I think to me it showed his creativity. Uh, you know, they, well, first of all, we would have been pleased to be playing in the last week going into, you know, to uh, have a chance to go to the playoffs. But with the injuries they had and what they did in the running game with Derrick Henry uh, was pretty impressive to us. And, and like Matt said, it was, what do you need to do to win? Matt, how much homework did you do on, on Aaron himself, his personality, and, you know, how it would be for someone new coming in to try to coach someone who's been doing it one way for – pretty much his entire career. Yeah, you, you know, the one thing I'll lean on is uh, going back to Atlanta I, and, and coming in when you're dealing with a guy and, and Matt Ryan who had, who had had eight years in the league. And so I'm going to draw back on that experience. Uh, you know, again, it, it, it comes down to developing that relationship, that trust, especially with the quarterback. So honestly, I, I'm not going to have any preconceived notions moving forward. I just want to try to develop the best relationship with Aaron because he is, he is a key piece to, to, to the puzzle and a key reason why, we, why we're going to get to where we want to go. Two more, please. Matt, you talked about that championship mentality, bringing it back, and you process-driven. What is that process meant to Mark? There was a different structure with Mike McCarthy. Does that change at all with the new hire here? So I guess, I guess Matt, Matt first on just kind of what's your – you said you're going to be process-driven. Yeah. Is that going to be like – I, I just think the, the process is to improve on a daily basis. In this league or in life, you, you never stay the same. You're either going to get better or you're going to get worse. And so our, our mentality is going to be get a little bit better every day, and I think the results will take care of themselves. If, if we're continually – to move, if we continue to move forward on a day-by-day -day basis, I think, I think we're going to win a lot of games here. Hey, Cooney, Mark talked about how you three looked at each other and said this is, basically said this is the guy. Can you right. take us inside the interview, though, and give us an idea as you're sitting there with him, how's that kind of starting to, how's that thought formulating in your mind? Sure. What's he saying that makes yeah, you Yeah, know, I'll just say, you know, obviously, you know, 
you do a lot of work ahead of time, right? So you, you hear, you know, all the good things and, and, and the other things that you want to check out, right? So we go through it and, um, you know, just pretty immediately there was an ease, a, a confidence, you know, and then as we started going into, you know, some of the things that we went into the candidates with, um, you know, I think the vision that he had was aligned with, with, with my vision and our vision. And uh, it just became more and more apparent that, you know, what we were trying to accomplish with this hire, he was a guy. And, um, you know, I walked him out afterwards kind of, you know, thinking that, talking, and we came back in. And I'm just really glad that we all agreed, you know. Yeah, I guess, Jason, I, I would add uh, one of the things as I look uh, to the future that's really exciting for me is the relationship between these two. Um, I think it's going to be a tremendous partnership. They're joined at the hip, and um, I think we're all aligned, and we're ready to get started and uh, get back to, to winning championships. Mark, real quick, does Matt report directly to you, or now does he report to Brian? As no, he reports to me. So okay, it's, just like it's, yeah, it's the same way. That, that, was a, that was a question. I mean, Matt can address it, but it's, it's not an issue. No. Matt, what was that phone call like from Mark Monday? Uh, it was incredible. Matter of fact, my wife and I were driving uh, to, to, to pick my kids up from school, and I thought we were going to get in a car accident. <laughs> she, she was at the wheel. Um, so, yeah. She's she, already <laughs> blaming somebody else. <laughs> so, no, it was incredible. I, I mean, I, I, when I tell you I was speechless, I, I, I was speechless because there's just so much tradition here, and I can't think of a, a, a greater place to – to be a head coach in this league, and really in all of sports. This is, this is a dream come true for me. Speaking of tradition, it's Bart Starr's birthday. Do you think this is just a coincidence? Or? <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody.